Everybody and welcome back to Mild Sauce Live. I'm Jake Krez, and for our last episode of the of the year of 2019, we're hitting our 20th episode going into 2020. And I could only celebrate that with one person. Tonight we got the one and only Niall Shahad. Hello. And the crowd goes crazy. Ah, that's where we missed the <laughs> drop. But uh, Niall Shahad of drama, a producer extraordinaire, been around the block a few times here in Chicago with the music thing. Uh, he's an old wise soul, a young wise soul. Excuse me. He's a very young wise soul. Uh, that. I've bothered for years, and so we got him in the studio tonight to talk uh, upcoming tour, new music, and uh, all sorts of other stuff. How you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sorry that was such a long introduction. It was amazing. It needed, it needed to be, it needed <laughs> to be a lengthy introduction. <laughs> you nice <laughs> Jake. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, cr- we we first met back in 2012, yeah. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Used to have the studio down on South Michigan Avenue. Yeah. What was it, 2241? 20, 2248. Uh, almost. Yeah. Uh, Man, I missed that studio. Yeah, that studio was uh, very pivotal for a lot of people, I think. Uh, we were just talking about it right before we started about um, just having like that energy in and out of the studio. Yeah. But, I mean, I was there the first time because that's where I did my first interview with Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Uh, first time I met Pat, first time I met Peter, a lot of those people. Um, and at the time, like your place was really a central breeding ground for that. Um, yeah. What was that time like, kind of getting started? Man, it was inspirational. It was, uh, just felt like a bunch of artists uh, would just come by and work on music. It was just a, such a different vibe back then, honestly. I feel like um, working with Chance on Acid Rap, like not knowing how big it was going to get. Like I feel like that room is very legendary. Well, I remember getting the file for the first Acid Rap like, cut. Yeah. After an interview it wasn't from he, your computer. So, see, but people don't even know it wasn't even called Astrap at first. It was called something completely different. Well, I'm talking about uh, my bad. I'm talking about um, what was the what was the juice? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, I said, yeah you yeah, said yeah, Astrap. Yeah. I thought yeah. juice right away, but yeah. it was juice. Was like that first thing. That was one of the first records that we that we did uh, there at the studio. That was that. The, that was all done there. Because I remember you, it was like the files were all. It was on the eighty. We it was like, like about eighty percent of of it was done by me. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know too. Like you, you know, you got the the Chief Keef plaque as well. Yeah. Uh, it's I very did. understated. A lot of people wouldn't <laughs> guess it. Uh, I did a chief. Uh, I worked on a chief keep record back in the day. So yeah, it's it pretty crazy, honestly. <laughs> the chief keep record. Yeah, uh, the chief keep record. Yeah, the the chief keep. Well, uh, probably his biggest record to date, probably at this point. Yeah. So how did you get to that point? Because I know everything that's happened since, and we'll get into that in a second. But how did you end up at that studio in the first place? Because that wasn't the beginning of your journey by any means. No, that just happened to be where we intersected. The um, first studio was in Niles. And it was in the back of a bank of a garage, like a little garage space that was like in the back of a bank. Um, and then I n- knew that in order to like further my career, I needed to go in the city somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was looking like on Craigslist and this place, uh, 500 West Ermac came up. I don't know if you've, it's on the corner right by the river. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this, it's like, it's a, it's, it's a like storage, a building. storage yeah, building. Yeah. It's a storage building, but, right there. but it's to have like office spaces and stuff so yeah. i'd rented it was my first rental spot and i was i was going to school at the time too i was in, i was at columbia and so i was like i have to figure out a way to like pay rent and make make this work so i would put up flyers um, at school and, and charge 25 bucks an hour were you going to school at the time <laughs> i was going to school at the time so like i would do I, would, I was at columbia okay. i did sessions i'm sorry i would go to class and then go back and record someone like every day just to make sure that you know i made the rent and stuff yeah. so so were you so, living in the city at the time, or were you still? In no, I was. I was at home. So you're commuting from the city, going. To it was the a sacrifice. Like, so yeah. it, it was either get a dorm in downtown and do all that, or get a studio and just drive back and forth. So that's a lot of choice. Moving, is what yeah. I'm saying. yeah, it was. It was definitely a lot. So 
man, hour traffic, hour and a half traffic. I know oh, it was really terrible, good. man. Um, and so, you do a lot of good thinking, though. I huh? feel like. You do a lot of good thinking. Oh, yeah. Traffic. And you have a lot of time to think and, and be frustrated <laughs> <laughs> in traffic. But I started off there, and then uh, I got flooded. And so I had to move out. They kicked me out of the building. And so I went and I met this guy named Ray. And he owned the studio. He owned the building at 2248. And so I started off in a smaller room. And then he had this, this really big room where I met you. In, yeah, yeah. And that's where I was like, yo, I'm going to be in that room one day. And then eventually I just I built up my clientele. And How long did it take you to get to the... It took me like two to three years to like really push and, you know, make it happen. It was, it, it was tough. It wasn't easy because I wanted that big room. I wanted to kind of expand my business, but... Just took a lot of time, a lot yeah. of effort, and I'm mixing a lot of crappy records. <laughs> <laughs> was that like, but you like kind of paid those dudes at that time? To yeah, I mean, I dudes. I've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, I started off, I mean, I was DJing at 12 years old. I bought okay. my first pair of Techniques at 13. Oh really? Yeah. So I mean, I started uh, like with house music and DJing, um, like in Wicker Park before like it was Wicker Park. Mm -hmm. uh, the Silver Room had its first location there. Uh, and I just like I would DJ by them. This place called uh, I would DJ at Gramophone. I would DJ at Reckless, at like, clothing shops in the area. So that's how kind of started, and then I just kind of kept building. My my attitude is just I just don't. It's it's a gift and a curse, is I just don't stop. Mm -hmm. I just can't give up. I can't lose that you know whatever yeah. I'm trying to build that because people put time limits on on whatever's that they want to do. You know like I want to build this and I want to do it like an X amount of years. I mean you can't dictate that. That's true. You have to just kind of just work and eventually and kind of like lie to yourself and say it's going to happen. Like I, I always wanted to work with Kanye mm -hmm. and it ended up happening at some point. That was crazy. What was that? Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> someone's breaking in. I hope not. <laughs> um, so I've always wanted to work on like bigger records and I always just thought and like lied to myself almost and say you, you are and you did. I remember times where like I would like be so sad and depressed. I was like, man, I really want this to really work out and I would cry. Sometimes, like 24, 25 at the time, I was crying. I know that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. frustrating, but I feel like you have you have to break you have to break mm -hmm. in order to get to that next step. And I'm sure a lot of people who do music or art or whatever it is at a certain level, like you have to hit that point where it's like, fuck, I need to make this happen. Well, it's it's super interesting to hear like that side of the story because it seems like a lot of the foundations for like the night we know today, like the the origin story, are like all there, like all the threads are there. Uh, you still come back and forth between the city and the suburbs. You own a restaurant uh, yeah. in Madison. Yeah, uh, open up a restaurant, which, which is part of the reason why I uh, we didn't complete the Chance the Rapper uh, album oh, really? in my place. Yeah, so like it was like 80% done, uh -huh. and I was like, I can't finish it because I'm building a business right now. So, I mean, everything was fine, obviously. But yeah. um, you I, ever like look back on that decision? Or? No, no. You still all. got the restaurant. Right? Yeah, I still got the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, it's doing really well. Absolutely. You know, I tell. I mean, I tell Rio's myself. Rio's in Addison. If anybody's looking for some great uh, Peruvian, South American, Peruvian, South, uh, South American food, and then we have we opened up a restaurant next door, like two years later. Um, it's like Middle Eastern, Mediterranean food. So, mm -hmm. and then one out in San Francisco. And now. then one now in San Francisco. Yeah. So that kind of jumped jumped ahead from where I was trying to yeah. go, but. Uh, what I was trying to get to is that the man is an entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> something I've always I always admired about you. Not only are you doing music, yeah. but you turn that into a business as well. 100%. Uh, aside from the businesses you have on on the side yeah. with everything else. Uh, so you're always doing a million things at once. Um, tell me a little bit about going through that process, though, between, because those are some pivotal years for you, between like 2013, 2015, yeah. I feel like. Huge. It was um, a building year. I'm still building. I mean, I'm still... But that's kind of when you really like moved I'm out of that studio right yeah. about 2015, right? Yeah. Uh, went to Lacuna. Went to Lacuna, but yeah. you also started kind of focusing on your own music. Yeah. And uh, what was the? I remember you telling me uh, 
Martin Garrix was like such an inspiration. I remember sitting in your studio and you being telling me like uh, no, uh, uh, Nicholas Jar. Nicholas Jar, excuse yeah. me, I had that name in my head. Yeah, which is so crazy. I just did a remix for for That's Martin. That's probably Garrix. why I had that in my head. I didn't tell you, did I? I don't know. Okay, well, who knows? Um, Maybe I did tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, I remember Nicholas Jar. You were sitting there. And yeah. I, since then, you've put together a project with Via that has yeah. had you circle the globe and uh, do everything in between. What were those? Those years before that, though, like getting to that point, I was working. Uh, there was a lot of self-discovery. Yeah, I mean, I was working and signing. I, I want to start a label, and I, so I signed artists. Mm -hmm. I went to Citibank and I got a loan <laughs> for like fifteen grand or something like that. Um, and I signed an artist, like legit, like had a lawyer, was an artist, mm -hmm. release, all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I, I was managing con I was managing her. And I was the label owner, and I was producing her, which probably, if you think back at it now, is like I, I should have done all all three, but I wanted it because I knew what it took to break an artist. You just the artist needs to just really work really hard and have the same vision. So I signed an artist, we, we put him out, everything was great. I, I booked a tour, and then it fell apart like right at the end. And so I did that. I worked on the Chance stuff, and I did a whole bunch of projects. And I just was like, man, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly working for other people. I'm trying to help them and make them into stars and i'm not getting the same love back mm -hmm. you know because I, I mean at one point i mean the artist was like you're working harder than i am and that was just like an eye-opener for me i was it stuck with my head until now like yeah. eight years later i'm just like this is it's still stuck in my head but um i just you know i just needed to uh just just make it happen at the end of the day you know i mean i just had to really work hard and and push to get to the to to where I am and I had to sacrifice a lot but were there any points in there yeah like, I mean specifically I, I, that I mean I was just remember? like at some point I was like you know what I'm done with music I cannot do it because I remember you, I remember that conversation with you about that time when you uh, I was gonna quit because uh, at the time I mean you're engineering a lot you're kind of doing I like, engineered your I name engineered, wasn't on a lot of production yeah, that you were doing right yeah. there was you were very behind the scenes yeah so like, which is like how how I liked it I like being yeah. the person helping the artist become big and just having that vision I'm I, I'm the guy behind the guy did you ever see do you ever watch uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm -mm. There's like an episode where Charlie wants to like they're all making a band, but Charlie wants to play behind like a curtain, like yeah. he wants to play the piano, but have like a curtain yeah. over his face. I, I wish I could do and that right now, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought about you in those circumstances because you know. kind of have done that though. I mean, yeah. with this new project, you found a way to kind of coexist behind the scenes yeah. and in front of, as well. Yeah. Um, working with Via, uh, what was that relationship like? Because that kind of started in the old studio and carried over, did it not? So when I met Via, I was working on uh, John Doe. Uh, solar System, I believe it was called. Mm -hmm. So I was working on that project, and then I just, like, at that time, I was like, okay, I'm going to make music that I want to make. I'm going to produce more than engineer. And, well, first I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. I'm done with this shit. But music, so anybody... before you got into it, like... Huh? Obviously before... Yeah, yeah. I mean, before any of this stuff obviously happened, I was just like, I'm done. I quit. But anybody who's a musician or an artist... Music is like a, it's like a cancer. It mm -hmm. just doesn't leave your body. Right. You can try as you can try to push your art away as much as you can, but you can it can never leave you. So I was like, okay, I can't quit. Obviously, I'm trying. It's just not working. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I was in the studio with Nicholas Jar, and he's like, he asked me one simple question. He's like, how come you don't put out your own music? And I was like, man, I really don't know why. And after that, I just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking do this. And so I was gonna. I it, initially I was gonna produce my own stuff. And just do it on my own and feature other artists on there. I thought and you were going to start singing. Huh? We haven't no, no, singing no. Niel yet. Duffy would be the worst <laughs> singer, 100%. So I basically was like, yo, I'm just, I'm going to do that. And then I met Via, and it became 
magical. It just mm-hmm. be, it just became what it w- was supposed to be. Like I didn't force it. One thing about me is I don't force things. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And so it happened. We started making. We started doing some songs, recording a couple songs. And what's nice about Via is that uh, it's rare to meet a real true artist who really like loves making music and mm-hmm. not talking about money and i want to go on tour like no discussion on that for like two years right was this and while you're releasing music or this is no this is like this right is like this is before little, it's like you know what yeah. i'm gonna start working on music with you and then we just started working on songs song after song song after song and it was nice because she was able to adjust to my schedule because i was working at the time i was building the restaurant so i was literally working from 9 a.m till 11 p.m at night and I would go straight to the studio, which is how we created Gallows, was that I pretty much was working like like 15, 16 hour days and then going to the studio and finishing off and leaving at 5 or 5.30 in the morning and then getting up back up at 9 and going mm-hmm. and doing this. But I was doing it for like, not like a couple of days, like I'm talking about months and months yeah, and yeah, months. Yeah. I mean, just all, it's, how, it's how bad I wanted it. I mean, you had the pickup truck downstairs. I, I had like... the pickup truck, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was, I, I was riding in style. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's, it was a grind, and then I met Via, and then we kind of just started building, and it just, man, you cannot stop the, the universe when it's like there's something meant to be. It's just gonna be no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you have to work hard to get to that. You you have to work really hard to get to that point. That's true. I think that's where like it just breaks. It's like okay, it's gonna happen for you, you know. So what was that moment like for you where it broke? Like did you, was there like you guys put out music, it was well received. Yeah, and uh, that's how the I EP, and then. But before we go into it, I was like, you know what, we're gonna make music, and if people don't want to listen to it, I don't care. It is what it is. <laughs> it was just the attitude that yeah. I had, but it. That's I, be- I feel like it's the best attitude to go into something like because that. Because you want to. I mean, every artist wants to be loved. Right. I mean, that's what art. I but mean, also, at the end of the day, you got to do it for yourself, right? Hundred percent. I was right. like, yo, I want to make this music that I have in my head and my vision, and via understood it, and she played her part, and I played my part. She was able to write. I was able. to to, to produce and no one was interfering with each other mm-hmm. we're just helping each other grow you know without like any egos or pride i mean via is really good she doesn't have she's very easy to work with honestly it's like there's no pride and it's like i oh, don't you can't tell me how to do this and so it's, it's nice not to have that because i'm used to that honestly <laughs> and so when i knew that it was really happening was when just it just kept gr- getting bigger and bigger and i was like what the hell is going on this is crazy we're getting booked for shows what was like the first show you remember doing? The first show that we did, uh, my friend Summy booked us at Debonair. Okay. Yeah, and it was like I've never done, I've never been on stage before. I've always been the person like on the back line or like mixing, uh, mm. mixing the show. I was never the person actually on the stage. It was just so weird because I'm not that kind of person, you know. How has that evolution of you on stage been? Man, Are it's you been start wearing like like it's crazy spacesuits or no no, or? no I mean with a couple of photo shoots that way and it's, <laughs> it just was not it was not happening but it's it's been hard it's it's been really hard but yeah. I feel like in order to grow as a person you have to be uncomfortable like you you, you have to be put in these situations where you're like oh, I just don't feel good it just doesn't f- feel right but that's how you grow mm-hmm. so I mean that's I mean now I'm just on stage I, it feels great sometimes you know it's, it's I mean I still get scared and I still feel kind of weird but. Nowadays, it's like it's just a lot better. I feel a lot more comfortable, and it feels good, honestly. And is does Via handle all the songwriting? Cause Via does all the songwriting, and I do all the production. Because I was gonna say, like, that's something I've always wondered about you guys. Stuff I never asked, but um, it always felt to me as though you all, like, the, the songs kind of channel you as a person too. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like 100%. that's what I always really appreciate about yeah. the, the music you guys make is that it seems so appropriate. Yeah, and it uh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like when, when you were talking about earlier, like you know, you have to go through the bad to get through the good. Like yeah. that's what drama music is. Right? Yeah, uh, that's why the name is so appropriate as well. Yeah, 
um, how do you kind of like how proud are you of this project and like what it means? And I'm so proud of the project. It yeah. feels so good to like it feels so good to see your art out there and people really like connecting with it. And you're like, man, I made this and like the way I felt is the way like you feel right now. It's just mm -hmm. it's crazy because I put myself. I take myself outside of the equation and say, okay, well, how would I feel if I heard this song? Like, does it make me emotional? And I'm always trying to strike an emotion in, in a human. So it's like, hey, I want you to feel sad about this part because I, you know, I take pride. I mean, uh, people who are around me working on music, they know how much I care about it because I will put a sound, a simple sound for like a second or two and you'll only hear it once or twice in the record and that's, that's really about it because I want to make everything special and I want it to like, my job is to make via via's words as powerful as possible and they are very powerful but like in a production aspect where it's like you know you put like a guitar part here or you you know whatever it may be a chord change or whatever it is but like my job is i'm a producer and i you know and 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 the job as a producer is to make the artist and make the project as good as possible and to make sure that i'm able to take what via wants to say and make it sound great and make it big and huge and you know just make it amazing. That's that's Absolutely. that's the whole. That's what a producer does. So I mean, I'm always gonna so be you're a producer. Just amazing. I'm yeah. always. I'm just trying to make amazing shit because I really, really care. So, <laughs> um, what's it like for you, like now making amazing shit and having that amazing shit take you uh, on planes it's, and go across the country? It's you amazing. You ever pinch yourself and like look back on that 24 year old self crying and think, yeah. like, damn, like, like you really but, did persevere. So. But it all makes sense. Like mm -hmm. it all makes sense. And it's like, wow, you just really have to like do it. Yeah. Cause I'm not the best musician in the world. I'm not the best producer in the world. I just have drive, and if you're driven, it's you're gonna get to, to where you need to be, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no other way around it. If you want to like build a house or you want to like see be a CEO of a company one day, it's so just have to want to do it, you know. And people are gonna hate on you along the way and talk shit about you and think you suck, and but that's just fuel. Sorry, I'm having like no, issues sorry, over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, you've always been like that kind of that beacon for a lot of people, I think, around the city. Um, how do you feel about, you know, coming back to the city now? You, you've, you know, people take off. You kind of took off in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, what's it like when you come back and uh, you, you see where the artistry is in the city? It's something you're kind of touching on a little bit and something that has oddly been a thread through this yeah, whole series. It just it doesn't feel the same anymore, man. How it so, just, though? It just was so, what was a community and... You, feel know, like you saw people's faces more. I feel like you saw people's faces. It was like people were really out here making music, and like you know who was playing, you know what was going on, who's dropping next. Like you felt who who was gonna, you know, yeah, who was doing it. But now it just doesn't feel that way. Honestly, everyone's kind of like it's it's crazy because before like ten years ago, ago people were going to like you 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 had to go to like Atlanta, you had to go to New York or like L.A., and then it's that whole thing stopped. And then you were in Chicago, like Chance. Chance was is the biggest advocate, but like you can't, his success cannot be repeated. It can be, you know, um, duplicated or replicated. And so, like that's, like, that's a conversation of itself. Or yeah, I mean, talked pe about people. Like, I, you know how many times I've been in a studio or in a, in a meeting? Chance the rapper, he is one in a billion. Well, I mean, he even addressed it like he was on the shot with LeBron James. Yeah, uh, I just watched that last night. Yeah. He, I mean, he addressed the same thing. Like yeah. he said, you know, you should do what's right for you. It's yeah, not, it's, I mean, the never situation is a situation. Like, yeah. yeah, but um, I feel like yeah, it did kind of like put a little bump in the road. But I mean, do you feel like you just we're just getting old? Maybe we're not. Uh, no, you, because I mean, the you, buzz just isn't there. The but I mean, because I'm, st you know, I still go check on Fake Show Drive once in a great while. Yeah. you know, and it's like I don't see anything that's like. 
this is good. Right. Well, I mean, like, where the chances, where the new drama groups at, like where the Vic Mensa's at, like, like you don't see those things. Like the Alex Wiley's, like th- th- these these artists were like staples. Yeah. In the growth, I I don't see that. All you see is the same shit. Hear the same shit. It's like everybody. It's one thing is certain. They all want to be famous. Mm. What about the art? You you cannot be famous without the art. If you're an, if you're an artist, you gotta make you have to make dope ass art. Well, we were talking about like monocultures too. Yeah. And like the you know like uh, on the last episode with Kevin like talking about like uh, the prevalence of uh, social media and everything kind of making everything like smaller. You know. It's so supposed to make it bigger. It, it's. I know. It's you know it's kind of the irony of it <laughs> it's, all. Right? It's super ironic, honestly, but. Like the internet, it's a, it's a tool, but we I feel like artists have forgotten what art is about. Mm-hmm. I might get bashed for that, you know, but it's what does it mean to you? Like, how would you explain your relationship? Really loving what what you're making and doing it for the sole purpose. Like my my whole theory is money uh, uh, money is a byproduct. Mm-hmm. It seconds everything that that like you do. So if you're work, you cannot work for money. You work for a job that pays you the money. Mm-hmm. So it's like you focus you focus on the job. You focus on your art, your job, whatever it is, and the money will always follow. I tell that to to like everyone. You know, I give people advice. I'm like, dude, work. Make sure that you're focused on on what on what it is that you want, and then eventually you're gonna live off of it. Mm-hmm. Get a, it's guaranteed. You, you humans survive regardless like you're not going to be in the street you're going to figure i mean you might be in the street but you're going to figure out how to get out of the street right no matter what you have to survive and that's what i feel like artists need to fo- go back and to focus on the art that's like, real like chance the rapper i worked with him on on Rap. he didn't come with like 30 people in the studio mm. it was very rare but he was very like him his manager or him and his one of his friends and really working on the album and like really caring mm. you know because in my studio, I, I feel like a lot of work did, uh, a lot of work got done with with any artist. Because I didn't have that, I had those rules of like, don't bring the party bullshit here. Right. No fucking drugs. Well, there's always that studio around the corner from you that was like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, right down, right down right the hall. The hall. They're yeah, doing yeah. all this shit over there. But like my my space was was you know everyone kind of focused, which is which is great. Well, you had a chandelier. I mean. I had a chandelier. I did. <laughs> it got out. I had a cool, bunch of cool shit. I mean, it was, just, it was just a vibe. I like creating the vibe, and it's just so crazy how how much history was in that room. I mean, I, I miss Absolutely. that room a lot. Honestly. I know. I think about it all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. that really was, like, the origin yeah. for me. Like, that was my first, like, if it was a Monopoly board, that would have been, like, one of my first squares. So, yeah. Man. Um, I think for everybody, man. Me, a lot of people, you, yeah. Chance. I mean, a lot of people have, have recorded there, and mm. I mixed a lot of records there, you know? It's amazing. I love it. It feels so good. Yeah, man. It feels so good, honestly. Because it's, it's, it's something that you can't plan. No, it isn't. I mean, it, it was organic because it was just like, it was it was kind of out of the way. It's weird to go down to that area now, yeah. too. Have you been it down there recently? Yeah, man, it's so different. They Holy built the shit, man. Like, the there used to be that one big tower over yeah, there yeah, yeah, on yeah. South State. And yeah, then, like, it's, it's so different now. But, I mean, it's, it's evolution. It's, it's going to grow. There's going to be another spot out there. Yeah, it's going to make it. It's just how it is. I recognize how, like, the yeah. whole area was so different. That's crazy. Um, So, you got the tour coming up. Yeah. European so, tour. So, drama. this is drama's first uh, headlining tour. Um, doing thirty something cities. Okay. So the first leg is uh, overseas: Amsterdam, Paris, London, and then a whole bunch of other places, honestly. <laughs> and then we do the U.S. Uh, tour after that. So basically, touring for like three months or so. Okay. Yeah. So we just—I think I just got a call this morning about doing another tour um, in Australia. So. Oh, dope. We're gonna work on that right now. Awesome. Uh, a lot of touring. <laughs> Yeah, is this it's, your it's first headlining tour? This is yeah, this is our first like real headlining tour. Like I, I, we've we've done like 
a whole bunch of shows. We've toured a lot, but this is like our first like big, big production. Uh, how do you feel about it? Oh, man, touring to me is just I'm I'm not a big. Tourer. I just saw so many emotions in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard for for me to really tour. I'm not a I, I like running my businesses and traveling around and doing stuff that I have to do in terms of that, but it's a change and it's something that I'm getting used to slowly. Is there too much downtime for you? There is downtime. As I was going to say, yeah. I feel like that. I feel like for most people, tour is like yeah. nonstop and they feel like it's a fast pace. But for you, yeah. I feel like it's probably the opposite. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, there's, like, it, there's a lot of, tra- I mean, you travel for hours and hours and hours to do a, a one, a 60 minute set and then you're literally just done. So you do all, it's, right. just, it's crazy. Cause I'm used to like working with my right. hands yeah, and like really yeah. making things happen. So it's, it's a little different. I can see you getting squirmy in that situation. It's hard, man. It, it's def- that's probably been the biggest adjustment. Like most for me. people get burned out. You're like yeah. not having enough. I was to like, do. I need to do something else. You know, <laughs> like while I was on tour on the last tour, we went on tour with with S. G. Lewis, and I was building a Airbnb house in Pilsen while I was on tour. So like I would come back and work on the house and <laughs> go back and forth. But I mean, it was complete like gut like uh, a gut um, rehab. Sorry, and so I mean. My thing, just I got can, it done, by the way. Congratulations. Thanks, man. I pre- it, it took a lot of time, a lot of money, but <laughs> you heard that in the breath. <laughs> it was good. It, it was definitely good. But like my thing is, I can. I mean, I can really do anything at the end of the day. I mean, I can achieve it if you really put your mind to it and you have really good people working around you. It's it's hundred percent. It's gonna work. You just have to have good people around you. Like I would not be where I am without the people who work with me and for me. Honestly, it's the it's the best because they help you achieve your goals and then you help them achieve their goals and everybody's happy in the, the day. You know, you have to be fair with people and, you know, and give them what was deserved. And you just have to build on that. And that's how I was able to, like, build myself up is being able to, like, help other people up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I always use this thing of, like, I like being used, but I hate being misused, you know. like that's, that's a, I like that quote. You should, everybody needs to be used in yeah. life. You want to be used, you know. I tell people, like, use me, like, but don't misuse use. me, dog. Yeah. You know, please. So that's important, I guess. Okay. You know. So uh, anything else coming up in the next? You, you, Tour coming up. Tour coming up. Gang. Birthday's coming up. We have an album that's coming out uh, February fourteenth. S- singles dropping mid January. Uh, we just signed a record deal with Ghostly Records, independent label, yep. um, out of Brooklyn. Uh, we could have went the major route, but the because ma- I'm a businessman too. So yeah. and I have you know have my brother helping me out with uh, with with like management and stuff. And I just didn't like how much they wanted, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't feel like I didn't feel like it was fair. So. Which is nice that Via trusts me with like making these kind of decisions, and I know and I have her best interests, obviously because I you know we're in the band together. But uh, just not giving up a, a lot was it was like a thing. I was like I, I'm not doing that. No, I could imagine. You I, know, I wouldn't want to have been in that negotiation. With yeah, H-Gram. I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was some major labels out there, and it was, it was some interesting conversation. And you know, some of them were flying around following us around the country really? to like sign us, and I was like. And I just see like with me, I'm a very blunt mm-hmm. at the time we were being managed by someone else. And he's like, you always have to leave the opportunity, you know, the door open. And I and yes, that's true. But at the same time, to be honest with people, say this is what I'm never going to give this up. Right. So if there's something else that you want to discuss, cool. But if not, then it I is mean, I feel it like is. that's a good way to go too. just have to be direct. People appreciate that. You know, but I mean, with all that, we ended up with a really dope ass label right now, you know, who lets us kind of do our thing and they support us. And, you know, they're like, it's really about the art. And they do such great merch and all that. So that's it's, what's up. It's a good partnership. Awesome. It's a partnership. It's not like a deal. You deal, you know. You are fucking it's, ridiculous. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a business, man. It is a business. One hundred percent. 
Uh, well, shit, I don't want to keep you too much longer. But I appreciate your time, man. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you so dude. much for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, Niall has been a huge influence for me here. If you guys have a chance, stop by the studio, listen to the music. Yeah. Look, hire him to do some promotions, or get branding. some food. Yeah. He does everything, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you, Jake. Absolutely. This has been the end of the year episode for Mild Sauce Live. What we'll an be honor. Back again, uh, 2020. My man. Thank, Thank you, you, bro. Appreciate the best, it. man. All right, we'll be back again soon. Thank you, guys. Peace. Mild Sauce. Mild Sauce.